You're listening to the Sexy Vampire Teeth Podcast. I'm a British robot lady. Enjoy the show. Hello? Hey, Justin. Joe, what's going on, man? What's up, bud? Not much, man. Same old. All right. So, um... All right. I've never seen Candyman. Never saw Candyman. Until, like, a week or two ago. I watched it for the first time. I should talk well, about... I, what? Well, I was going to say, I, I wouldn't feel too bad about it because I only first saw Candyman last year. You're going to ruin the show. <laughs> <laughs> No, um, I, I should talk about why I never saw it. Okay, yeah, let's hear it. I, this is this is this is kind of why I never saw the movie. I always thought it was just a typical, you know, like late eighties, early nineties. I mean, and it came out in nineteen ninety two, but I'm saying yeah. the vibe of a late eighties, early nineties slasher movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, young me at the time, like, just sort of took slasher movies in the context of well they're only good if they have like fucking 20 sequels because if they're not making a thousand of them then they're probably not worth anything that's right that's young me right so as 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 like you know as time gone on we had like you know fucking 10 jasons we've got you know several nightmare on elm streets halloween you know uh even texas chainsaw massacre was sort of you know pumping out quite a few but there really wasn't like another Candyman movie except for the uh, farewell to the flesh came out a little bit afterwards and then there was a third and, one that was like I think direct to video, like direct to video. Yeah. So I didn't see like this big um, franchise out of it, you know. And I'm thinking that's just kind of well, it's supposed to be another Jason or Freddy. I, I did, where's the other movies, you know? Right. Um, and as time had gone on, like I just didn't know anyone that talked about it too much. Um, but it was always something I wanted to see. And then obviously, like this remake came out recently. And you and I started talking about it. I'm like, I never even fucking saw the first one. And you're like, holy shit. You know, we talked about me watching it, talking about the podcast for the first time. So, boy, was I wrong about the type of movie it was. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I had no idea. Um, you know, I had a little bit a little bit of an idea um, that it was a little bit more than just a typical slasher movie. Like, there was a little bit more to it. But I didn't know, like, much of the story at all. So, I was definitely impressed with what I saw. I... I, I I feel, I wish I, I, I wish I had seen this movie earlier on. Like, I wish it wasn't the first time I'm watching it, but I'm glad I watched it, obviously. Um, but I definitely feel like I missed out, you know? Yeah, um, I mean, I, okay, so I'm going to backpedal a little bit. Um, I had seen, as a kid, I'd seen, like, bits and pieces of the movie. Sure. Um, I, but I'd never like sat down and watched the whole thing i couldn't even tell you why honestly um it, it just wasn't something I, th- I think at the time i wasn't like i wasn't really into like the whole urban legend aspect of it see i didn't even know that that was what it was oh okay yeah yeah you, you didn't even know that much no i didn't um, know much about it yeah like that, that just didn't intrigue me all that much um so yeah i just i i didn't care 
enough to actually sit down and watch the whole thing until obviously much later where I was like, I'd really like to see this. Yeah. And I did and loved every second of it. Did you, did you see the other movies too or no? No, I've only seen the first one. Okay. Yeah, there's a couple, there's like a couple big uh, horror movies out there, like seminal movies, like I guess this. You know, there's not a lot, but there are a few like big horror movies or franchises that I just never checked out. And obviously mm-hmm. the same for you too. I think between the two of us, though, it's very, very small because you've seen, you know, stuff I have and vice versa. We've talked about all sorts of shit. Yeah. Um, But yeah, you just um, really didn't know anything about it um, up until seeing it. So honestly, I kind of got to experience it pretty clean. Like I didn't have a lot spoiled for me at all. I had no idea really about the character. I didn't really know about... um, you know, I guess I didn't know like the urban legend part of it with the whole thing with the mirror. I didn't know that a lot of the movie was actually talking about urban legends, though. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know if that was just like the the drive of the main character, obviously. Um, so that was sort of like, you know, a surprise. Um, and she's great, she's, you know, um, Helen. She is she's great, uh, great like lead character. She is. At first, I'll, I'll be honest. At first, I was not a fan of hers. She just came off as kind of grating to me. Okay. Um, but as the movie went on, I I found myself liking liking her more and more. Yeah. Yeah. No, she's great. Yeah. I mean, let's let, let's. I want to kind of hear your um, your take on that, and then I'll give you mine. All right. I mean, like just I guess just like walking through the movie like a regular view. Um, you know, we were introduced to. The urban legend, basically. And yeah. it's it's very, like, a la 90s horror movie. You know, the fucking high school couple. Ted Raimi as a fucking teenager. Uh, uh, Ted Raimi as a 1950s street tough is maybe the most unrealistic thing about this movie. <laughs> fucking, yeah, that took me out for a second. I was like, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> they go into the whole urban legend thing. You know, you, you say Candyman in the mirror five times. Supposed to appear and kill you, um, which is obviously just a crazy, crazy story, right? Um, right. Like all urban legends, you know, Bloody Mary stuff like that. It's in that 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 realm of uh, yeah. urban legend. So it has it has quite an artsy like opening too. After like you get your, you know, your 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 first kill, you know, which is with uh, this this young couple. Mm-hmm. You know, they do the urban legends and fucking she dies, you know. Uh, but we don't really know. We don't see what happened. It's off, off screen. Uh, all the people that, like, saw Candyman's victims, their hair turned white. That was, like, what they kept telling everybody. I couldn't help but think about the fucking Crash Test Dummy song. Because was, every time they said that, I was just like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Here's her... Hectin' from black from into black bright and white. white. <laughs> that stupid fucking face. God, it was a stupid fucking band. Oh my god. Not following the... Not following what I just saw, but alright. You know what I mean? I'm with it. Um, we get into our main character, Helen. Uh, who's a college professor, and she's researching urban legends. And she's basically trying to debunk these myths, basically. Yes. And... She has, like, a plausible reason for this. And it's she's starting to talk about, like, how, like, the building 
uh, was like a project building at one point and how like this yeah. connecting passageways basically through the apartments that someone in theory could come through one apartment and through the bathroom mirror. I think specifically through the bathroom part. Yes, it was through the bathroom mirror, which by the way, uh, was a real thing. Really? Yeah, that was actually, so they based that on, um, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. The, 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 uh, writer and director based that specific, uh, circumstance on a, uh, on an actual murder that had happened, uh, I guess around the time or maybe a little before, um, there was a woman who was murdered in her apartment and the way the killer got in was they got in through the mirror. Oh, so it, was, it was set up exactly that way. The, the writer being like Clive Barker? No, no, the movie. Oh, oh okay, because it's based on one of his stories. It's based on one of his Dude, stories. Dude, the whole movie has a very Clive Barker feel to it. It does, yeah. but Clive Barker's original story actually took place in Liverpool. Oh, okay. Yeah, they just they changed the setting. Um, and also in uh, Clive Barker's story, the Candyman was, I believe, portrayed to be a, a white guy. Oh, okay. But he was described as having like sickly <clears throat> yellowish, yellowish skin and like a red beard. Hmm. Yeah. Um. So, what, Bernard Rose, the director, he was also the writer. Correct. Yes. I don't know like what he's done. Really, not much. Okay, so I'm not okay. So I'm not like weird for not knowing who he is. He's not really like a big besides this no. movie that was kind of it. Um, like major film wise. Yeah, major film wise, this was more or less it. Hmm. We basically get to what her theory is on all this. And, um, you know, and, and then it, it, the movie is already, like, sort of touching upon racial issues that, like, you don't really, in a lot of, like, horror movies around this time. Not not that I thought of. And I could be wrong. No, no. This I this is, like, the first, I guess, urban horror movie. Okay, yeah. Um, that really dealt with themes of of race. No, I mean, I, I didn't think they were choking it down. Um, but No, no. It was, it was actually... Very tastefully done. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it, it was, it was, it was all, it was all pretty like well balanced out as far as like how much they got into you know the urban legend, and they would kind of balance that with like, well, here's probably like a reason for it, and then they talk about like it wasn't like hitting you over the head too much. Um, it was well balanced, I thought, from start to finish, and yeah. um, and basically she goes on her investigation, you know. Uh, yeah. She goes and she, well, she says Candyman in the mirror five times, you know, um, once we kind of get through her introduction and, you know, what she thinks. She does say it to sort of like, I guess, put her in that world now, you know, now she like, well, is it going to happen? Is it not going to happen? Like, what's the reason? Right. It doesn't happen right away. Like, she doesn't just say it and he shows up. No, right. Um, so we don't know like what's gonna happen now. Like it, it did have me. The movie had my attention like right out the gate, and oh, yeah. it held it strong. Like I was really into this movie. I thought it was really good. Well, I was gonna say, uh, like Candyman himself doesn't show up until forty five minutes into the movie, but there is never a point when you're just waiting for him to show up. No, no. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, like it's seeing him. Yeah, right. Obviously, like, we get a murder right in the beginning. Um, right, but, but, like, physically, yeah. he doesn't actually appear. Yeah, so she she basically goes to prove her theory, you know, uh, debunk this whole urban legend. She goes to the, you know, housing projects and stuff like that, um, talks to people that live there. 
Well, she's talking to the residents, and she she talks to that one woman yeah. that has like the kid, the um, one with the baby, yeah, one with the baby. I forget her name, but um, she's talking to her about you know this whole like Candyman legend, and obviously for her, like life is very different than you know than Helen, and uh, yeah, you, you get that juxtaposition between the two of them because Helen's kind of likable, like, and they kind of just sort of get friendly because they she goes back yeah. to her. You know, which is an important, obviously, uh, an important part of the movie uh, later on. Because this movie fucking yes. takes a wild turn. Oh, God, yeah. Right. So, you know, we, we kind of, um, we're kind of just following her around as she's trying to basically debunk this. And then at one point, so at one point, basically, uh, while she's doing an investigation, someone basically points her to this bathroom outside where, like, one of these murders happened. Yeah, so it was she, a little kid. With a little kid. She goes in there to sort of, like, Check it out. Like, well, who could have came in here? You know, how could this have happened? And then she meets Candyman, or so he introduces himself as. Right. And his posse. And his posse. Right. The Candyman posse. Yeah. So. The Candymen. Oh. Uh. <laughs> so, you know, now we're like, now we don't know if it's real or not. Well, obviously we do because fucking Tony Todd is like. <laughs> Right. Candyman. I mean, but, uh, you know, obviously, like, they, they still do a pretty good job when I'm watching the movie. I'm like, all right, well, well maybe he did kill these people. You know what I mean? Um, she basically gets attacked in this bathroom mm-hmm. by this guy who's claiming to be the Candyman legend. He's a real guy. Yeah. And he attacks her. She, you know, goes to the hospital, goes to the police uh, precinct. She picks this guy out of a lineup, and he gets arrested. Yeah. You know, like, and it turns out he actually did kill... Um, the, 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 the little boy right. that Helen had met before was telling her the story about a kid who had gotten killed in the bathroom, which, by the way, is maybe the most disturbing part of the movie. Yeah. Um, There's a couple. Do, yeah. But, like, they show that, and, like, the kid's basically saying, well, the kid got his dick cut off. Yeah, that's right. And they fucking show that. Well, not, they don't actually show well, his dick getting cut off. No, but, yeah. Like, they show enough. It's like, oh, my God. Uh, but in the police station, like, after uh, the guy is arrested, it is revealed that he did kill that kid. Yeah. Um, and that's our fake-out resolution, basically. Right. You know, until... So things. Yeah. So, so this is basically when things take, like, a dramatic turn, because she sees the real Candyman in the parking lot. Like, yep. Uh, soon after this whole thing is, uh, you know, quote-unquote resolved. And it's Tony Todd, and... Uh, He's, and he is terrifying. He's a fucking very <laughs> imposing person. He um, is. He's yeah, like he's just he's 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 amazing. He's perfect for this. He's he's very. I gotta say this. Tony Todd plays this perfectly. He plays. I want to say he plays Candyman like Hammer Dracula. It's very seductive. It's very oh, romantic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and you. He, it's almost like it's almost like he's not the the antagonist of the movie. Like you almost want to say he's not the bad guy. Yeah. Because he's so fucking charming. Yeah. Extremely. He's horrible. He is extremely charismatic. Yeah. You know, he he's just like he takes the whole screen up too because this guy's like larger than life. You know, he's a oh, he's big, huge. He's a big guy. You know. Yeah, I think Tony Todd's like six foot four or something like that. Yeah, probably maybe taller. He's he's yeah, whatever. He's fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> he's great. You know, I I've seen him in obviously a lot of other things because you know he's like a horror icon. Even yeah. though I don't really know that like 
I think Candyman was his real big movie. He's done a lot of other things in some other horror movies and stuff. Yeah, like he's that. had like smaller roles in other horror movies, but this was this was his baby. Yeah. Um. So I I know I know who he is obviously, but uh, yeah, man, he's he's uh. You know, I, it 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 was impressive, like him finally showing up. You know what I mean? And the the way he plays the character is is real different. You know, it's a real different oh, yeah. type of horror villain. It's a real different type of horror movie because, like, this story, like you kind of said before, like he you know he plays up romantic. It's a romantic type story, in a way. It is, yeah. Um, you know, an element of it. Yeah, it's very um. Like I said, it's very Dracula. It's very Phantom of the Opera. And I did want to kind of mention, like, I don't know if you got the same vibe, but there is something, it just kind of reminds me of, like, a modern-day Hammer movie, but set in, like, America. You know? There's something, it's very gothic. It is. And, and the score. Can we talk about the score and how it's better than it has any right to be? It's good, man. It's real fucking good. Like this cathedral music that they have, yeah. in a lot. Like it's really fucking good, you know. Like it, it was just these small adjustments, like to to things, you know, like with the with the tone or like the atmosphere, the music, obviously, the way that certain characters were played. These like small adjustments that just really changed what the what it was and separated it from a lot of other stuff, even in the same kind of genre. Like, oh yeah, yeah. they took a lot of risks with this movie. Like they all paid off. Yeah, well, clearly, it's a very popular movie. Yeah. And I'm the asshole who didn't see it until recently. But. Yeah, well, I'm the second asshole. <laughs> it's a horrifying, like, first confrontation uh, with him. And you still don't know where the movie's going. He just wanted her to, like, be with him. Right. And Like, that, that, that was it. Like, he wanted her to... His whole thing throughout this whole movie, and, and you got that right from his very first scene here, was he wants to further his legend. Right. And she was going to help him do that. So, like, after this, after that confrontation in the um, parking garage, she, like, passes out, I guess? Yeah, but her life starts to fall apart at that point. Like, everything starts to unravel after this, like... And he kind of explains to her, I guess, that because she was going out there trying to debunk, like, the legend of him, that now he has to kill innocent people to keep it going. Right. That's kind of what it is. And, yeah, she she blacks out. You're right. And she wakes up in the lady's apartment, uh, uh, Anne-Marie's apartment. That's the, yes. Anne-Marie, that's the woman that she met in the uh, the projects earlier when she was first investigating all this stuff. That's who, right, correct. I couldn't think of her name at first, but yeah. Um, and, yeah, the, 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 uh, the dog has, like, the fucking head cut off. Mm-hmm. And uh, the son is missing. Her baby's missing. Right. So she gets arrested because... It looks like she took the son and killed her dog. And we don't know how yeah. this even happened. Like, we don't see it. She just no, wakes, we don't see anything. She literally... She wakes up with literally, yeah, yeah. Yeah. She has no idea what she's doing there either. Right. So then her husband comes. That We haven't mentioned the husband yet, but her husband is also Professor um, Trevor. And... And just kind of a douche. Yeah. Because the whole movie, you're kind of getting, like, the vibe that he's, like, cheating on her with a student. And he is. Like, right. it, it winds up becoming, like, a thing. Right. Um, One, just real quick. Uh, the entire movie, I was trying to figure out why the husband, Trevor, looks so familiar. Oh, I recognized him. You did recognize him? Because it took me the entire movie to figure it out. He's John Connor's uh, foster father from Terminator 2. And, and yeah. 
Um, he so he just plays a douchey dude all the yeah. time, I guess. Yeah. So <clears throat> he basically uh, he basically bails her out. Um, her friend that's she's. I don't know. She's not. She's not another professor, is she? I don't remember the Bernadette, her friend, who's with her. I, like, I thought. I thought she was another professor. She, she might be. I, I don't remember, but uh, like it's her friend and her partner in crime. Basically, she's she was with her for the beginning of this, and um, <clears throat> she comes to see Helen at the apartment, and that's basically. Um, that's when Candyman shows up at the apartment. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I was getting those two scenes mixed and up. And kills yes. Bernadette. She, you know, and, and yeah. So now she she's out on bail for killing a dog or whatever, and now she she she's basically done at this point. You know. Um, yeah. The um, I remember that you know we talked about the husband kind of like being uh, cheating, and there's like that uh, scene um, where she's calling and he's not answering. It's like three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, and, she's and, calling from jail, right? Yeah, and instead of, like, showing us him, like, with the girl, they just, like, sort of pan across the empty room and just sort of, like, right. focus on the, on like, the, I think their wedding picture or a picture of them together, and, like, you just know, like, oh, he's oh, fucking yeah. cheating. And they just, they, they did it well. It wasn't, like, uh, you know, it wasn't heavy-handed yet or anything like that. Yeah, they didn't have to show them fucking. No, it was, just... it, like, there's a lot of, like I said, there's a lot of these, like, they just do a couple things a little bit differently. They use subtlety well. Yeah. Sure. As opposed to like all the excess that they could have done, right? Um, so so now at this point, um, you know she's in. <laughs> she's 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 locked up. She's basically taken to a psychiatric hospital, um, mm-hmm. and we kind of flash forward a little bit later on that she's you know we know that she's been there for a while, um, and she's got her uh, you know her doctor she talks to and and ex- you know explain like what's going on although you know. She's just being pacified, but uh, right. She's trying to basically show that she's innocent. She tries to summon Candyman, um, and uh, and he comes <laughs> and he kills the doctor. That shocked the yeah. shit out of me. Right, because you thought that was going to just be the typical like it was shocking, but at the same time, like if she was framed for this and she took the credit for it. It would kind of go against what he was all about, right? Like, he wanted his legend to be feared. Not True. some, like, white woman professor was, like, this mastermind murderer. <laughs> right, right. But, but like, this whole time we know that the kid is missing. We don't know that he's dead. We just know he's missing. And they want to find the baby or body if that's all that's left. And that's kind of what they're trying to get out of her. It's like, where's, right. where's the kid? Um, that becomes like a thing for you know, for the ending of the movie. Basically, she's locked up. They want to know what happened to the kid. She's in the psychiatric hospital now. He comes and kills the doctor. It's a pretty, it's a pretty great scene. Um, oh yeah, and it just goes from like urban legend to to supernatural at this point. You know, like yeah. just heavy turn. You know, the movie takes. So again, you know, she's obviously framed for that murder too. But she escapes. She escapes. She goes home. She confronts her husband, who is now actually living with this girl because it's been some time she's been locked up and then uh she goes uh to back to the projects cabrini green is cabrini green yeah. yeah i should have mentioned that in the beginning but cabrini green is the name of like the uh the project area that all this stuff is like uh born in because what was the actual like you know the, the actual legend they did tell us that they told us the legend like in the middle of the movie like what actually happened do you remember that yeah um so he was um was he a slave i want to say or what no slave son he was yes okay 
uh, who had fallen in love with a, a, a white woman. And when the word got around, he was not, um, not looked at fondly. Yeah, they cut his hand off. They cut his hand off. They, they, they've, like, filled him with bees. Well, they put honey all over him, and the bees stung him to death. Just like That's right. Thomas J. <laughs> he can't see without his glasses. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of a lot of My Girl parallels. <laughs> it is. It's actually a secret sequel to My Girl. <laughs> yeah, it's My Girl, My Girl Two, and then Candyman. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, they basically they basically run this guy through the gambit of horrible things. They cut his hand off. They cover him in honey. Bee sting him. They fucking burn him in a pyre. You know, and his ashes are basically supposedly scattered all across like that project area. He and then the bee thing's obviously a big thing because that's kind of like his his trademark. You know, uh, we haven't thing. even talked about the bees. Yet. No, the bees are all over this movie, right? Because well, he he just appears at this point, and when you when he pulls his jacket open, and we kind of see like he's got like fucking honeycomb. <laughs> he's got like a like a bee's nest in his fucking chest. Which is just fucking, A, disgusting, but B, a great practical effect. Like, that looked cool. Well, yeah, he's, so he's got, like, bees coming out of his fucking mouth and stuff like that. And I'm watching, I'm like, alright, well, this is not... Like, now this would be CG bees. I'm, I'm assuming that the remake is going to be CG... I didn't see it, obviously, but, like, I'm assuming... I didn't see it either. Okay, I say it's going to be, like, you know... They, they're not... I'm watching this movie, and I'm, I'm like, thinking about, like, alright, well, the remake's going to probably do this CG... And do this right. this way. Because, like, I can't imagine anyone putting bees in their fucking mouth. No, no. T- Tony Todd actually had those bees all over him in his mouth. Yeah. Um, by the way, Tony Todd had gotten stung over the course of the three movies that he was in 26 times. Yeah. I'm, I'm surprised it's only that many. because uh, So was I. I. I thought that was a shockingly low number. Yeah. Yeah, so so uh, you know she she basically when she escapes she goes to his like I guess lair or whatever you want to call it in Cabrini Green she she's in his lair and he basically kisses her and then that's where the fucking bees go down her like throat uh huh so the baby's there yes so the baby's in the lair and she gets this kiss from him all these fucking bees go down her throat and he just leaves with the baby. And so when she wakes up, she sees um, this mural that's in his lair. And she basically sees that the lover he had... Looks just like her. Yeah, it looks just like her. So, um, but now we piece everything together. So he's basically... It's it's one of the reasons why... Well, I mean, I I don't know. Like, you see, she did the investigation, right? she summoned her. Right. She did the investigation. She's debunking all this stuff. You know, she's trying to discredit him as, like, a, a, you know, an urban legend. I don't know. Like, I I get, like, that's more of the connection. And and then, like, it was weird to me. Oh, and then it's also. Well, okay. So here's the way I took that. She summoned him. And what happens, like, in the legend when you summon Candyman? He fucking kills you. Right? Right. So why didn't he kill her? He didn't kill her because she reminded him of. Okay. Uh, yeah, I didn't think yeah. of it that way. That make yeah that, that actually that makes a lot more sense then. I didn't think of it that way at all. Right, like he couldn't. Like I guess it was just he would rather use her than than right. kill her. Right. Yes, exactly. Okay. Well, he wa- he wants her to join him and become a legend herself with him. 
Right. And so, they, so like, the whole entire uh, area, uh, well, the whole entire neighborhood of uh, Cabrini Green is, like, building this giant bonfire. He basically says that, you know, he'll give the baby back if she joins him, if, like, they mm-hmm. join together. They want to keep the fear, well, he wants to keep the fear going, and he wants her to help her with it by this, you know, bonfire that's going to be lit. It, th- see, this is the part where I had no fucking clue what was going to happen at this point. I had... I had thought that, you know, that she was going to basically rescue the baby and be okay. And then I was thinking, all right, maybe they're all going to die. Because, like, now... That's I could, what I thought. I could see the baby dying, too. And, like, they'll just be, yeah. like, this, like... They did, like, that she was going to wake up and they were going to be, like, some kind of family. You know what I mean? Like, somewhere. Like, I didn't know what the fuck was going to happen. Because it's just so cryptic, you know? And, like, what yeah. he really wants. And I was really happy with the ending. It's, it's, it's what I want. I thought it was perfect, you know? Because the bonfire goes up. She basically leaves him in there to be burned, although, like, he believes she's going to stay in there with him. And she gets the baby out, mm-hmm. but, like, at the cost of, like, her life, basically, because she's, like, she's... Well, yeah, she gets the baby out, but she is on fire. She's literally on fire. A fucking insane effect. So she basically, she... she I thought she was going to live and just be, like, severely burned, but that she she dies. Um, but she's, like, all fucking charred up and shit like that. And, uh, is, uh, again, like, just another great effect. And, um, so then basically, you know, you, uh, you get her funeral and it's, it's a great fucking scene, man. Like a great. Oh, wait a second. We did forget one important thing. What's up? So the little kid that Helen had spoken to earlier in the movie, and she spoke to him a couple of times. Um, he saw Helen go into the pyre, not realizing that it was Helen. All he saw, because Helen has the hook. Helen has a hook when she goes into the pyre she pulled, to help her. Yeah, a la Freddy. Yeah. <laughs> she pulls it out. <laughs> right. So the kid sees the hook and assumes that she's Candyman. And that's why they light the fire. Right, 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 right. I didn't, yeah, I, I kind of I kind of glossed over the whole reason for the bonfire, right? Well, that's kind of important for yeah. this next scene. So, like, so now, like, the neighborhood... Like the people of Cabrini Green, kind of, it because they show up at the funeral. There's like no one really at the funeral, which is kind of weird. I think there'd be a lot of people there, but there's like no one really there. And yeah, the whole fucking neighborhood shows up. It's a powerful scene. Yeah, yeah, and they have and the, they, they have the hook. The they have the hook, it. and they and they throw it in. Right, because they, they 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 now view her as a hero. She came in there. She. She, you know, investigated this thing. They didn't obviously want her around and quite a few times in the beginning, but she investigates this thing. She goes and she, you know, uh, she, she kills this thing for them, basically, at the cost of her own life and saves the baby that they were looking for. So she, you know, she proved that she wasn't, you know, who they thought she was. Right. And, you know, she sort of, you know, took this guy out for them, you know, uh, and, died, yeah. and died. So, um it's powerful stuff. Like it's 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 a pretty it's a pretty good arc for that character. It is. It absolutely is. But I feel like there could be, and I, I, I there. Okay, I think there are two explanations for um for that funeral scene. Okay, give me what you got. There's the explanation that you just described, which is that was my initial kind of thoughts on it. But then there's a second way to see it. You can also look at it as because if you look at the faces of those people who are coming from Cabrini Green, they look angry. 
there is some anger on their faces. So it's possible also that maybe they thought she actually was Candyman. Okay, I can see that. Well, and the kid throwing the hook and was like, here's your fucking hook back, bitch. I, I can see that too. I mean, and that's kind of where the movie ends, though. She she is. <laughs> Skipping ahead. Um, yeah. I, would, I really want to talk about this, by the way. Yeah, she she basically is now. Because at the end of the movie, the, the end end is... The, the Trevor is basically saying her name five times in the mirror, and she fucking appears with the hook. And she appears, yeah. And she and she kills him. Yeah. Um. um it was a great fucking ending. I get like it just felt very Clive Barker. Uh, yeah, it did to me the whole movie. You know, and yeah. and I, and and I and I realized like he he didn't really have a lot to do with it, obviously, because you're, even you're telling me that there was a real loose adaptation, but it but it did have that feel to it. I don't know if it, it, it's that or. The, the the time it came out like the the you know I think it's the, a combination of those things you know like I mean, early, it was a Clyde early to mid nineties yeah you know I think it just like it had that feel to it um all the way through for me just because of you know like I said early nineties early to mid nineties but yeah man think, it was I was fucking I like I told you man, I was glued to it the entire time you know um I felt stupid mm-hmm. for not seeing it a long time ago but I'm glad I I'm glad I watched it. Yeah, yeah, me I fucking too. loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it. Oh, yeah, it's a great flick. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic flick. I do want to say this about the ending. Um, so, obviously, the Candyman legacy uh, gets passed on to Helen, and I love that. I thought it was awesome. Uh, it, essentially, in a way, Candyman kind of wins. He, he 100% wins. Because um, now she's around. She's going to perpetuate the legend. Yeah, yeah. You know? I do feel like there was kind of a bit of a missed opportunity, though. What would you, what were you thinking? With her name, what if, like, how perfect would it have been had this lady's name been Mary, and at the end she becomes Bloody Mary? <laughs> yeah, that's true. I didn't want to think about and, that. And also, I kind of feel like, uh, like Bride of Candyman would have been a great sequel for this. <laughs> Must we get another Bride of movie? Yes. Yeah, I think we must. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know anything about the sequel. I don't even know if she's in it or what. She's not. It's it's, it's, Do you know it what it's about? Pla- it takes place in New Orleans. Like, Candyman just fucking shows up in New Orleans. Okay. And it's Tony Todd. And it's more shenanigans. I, I, um, I do plan on checking out the remake probably well, soon. Watch- like, whenever it's available to rent um, at this point. I, I want to check it out. Because I, I, I'd love to see, like, where they go with it. Because... You know, Jordan Peele has become one of the, you know, better uh, horror creators in, you know, quite quite a bit. Uh, yeah. Jordan Peele is definitely up there right now uh, in terms of, like, horror uh, creators. You know, he's been putting out some great stuff over the last couple of years. And um, and who knew, right? Like, it just kind of... Right. Yeah. Like, Jordan Peele, really? Keegan Peele? Right, right. Um, but yeah, man, he's fucking amazing. And... Look, I loved the Twilight Zone that he did. I, I, I know it got canceled pretty quickly. Um, I watched all of it. I did like it. I didn't love it. I just... Maybe they shouldn't have called it Twilight Zone. Okay. You know what I mean? It, 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 that, that name carries a lot of weight. When you're going to do an anthology horror show, that's the fucking... That's the bar. So maybe right. call it something else. I think it would have been a little bit better. But um, but it was good. There was some great episodes and some whatever episodes. But there was some great episodes in there. I haven't seen the whole thing. I did start watching uh, the first season at least. 
Yeah. Um, there were some good episodes in there, and then there's just some, some of it was just kind of like, eh, well. Yeah. Eh. Um, but I, I'm curious to see like where he takes this. It's it, it's got to be in a little bit of a different direction. Um, well, I, I did hear that it is not a complete reboot. It 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 does take place in the continuity of you know these movies. Oh, so it's not really a remake. No, it's a sequel. It's a sequel. Oh, okay. Hmm. Does it pull like a Halloween and sort of like get rid of all the other sequels? And I'm not sure. I'm, yeah, I, I, I honestly so. don't know. Yep, we sure don't know what we're talking about in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we were in the same boat as you guys, folks. There goes our viewership. We, we all, know nothing. All 95 of those views. <laughs> Are there even? Yeah. Oh, all right, cool. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, folks. <laughs> uh right. Is there anything else you want to talk about with this movie? I'm good with, like, ending it, I think, but... Yeah, I mean, I, I'm definitely interested in seeing um, the two original sequels and now uh, this newer one that just came out. Uh, but I didn't want to do that before we recorded this episode. I wanted this to be strictly focused and fresh yeah. on this movie. We've never seen Candyman, yeah. but now we have. Yeah, because I thought you'd seen this like a long time ago. No, I, I, I realized, uh, having watched it more recently, that, like, oh, I, I really hadn't seen the whole thing. Yeah. All right. Um, I mean, all in all, like like I said, uh, I, I, I can't really sing its praise enough. I don't really... There wasn't a lot of stuff in this movie that I didn't like or that I would really complain about. I thought the acting was great. I thought the atmosphere was fantastic. Um, like you said, and I agree, the music was real standout-ish, uh, especially for this kind of movie. Yeah, the story kept my attention the entire fucking time. Like, great movie. Great, great movie. And, and you know, I feel like like me saying that now, like, like, like alright, Joe, yeah, we fucking saw the movie like 20 years <laughs> 30 ago. 30 years ago, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we know it's a great movie. A little late to the party, Joe. Yeah, fucking um, um, But yeah, no, I mean, I thought it was I don't know, man, I'd give this fucking i give this movie a eight hooks. Out of ten. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll give it a... Yeah, I think I'll give it about eight. Maybe 8.5 Bs. 8.5 Bs? <laughs> 8.5 Bs. Not the Bs. Not the Bs. Yeah, it's closer to a nine than an eight, but uh, I loved it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. So um, I'm looking forward to seeing the... Requill. Reboot-quill. The Jordan Peele one. Um, and yeah. I'm going to watch the other ones, too, just to see what they're all about. All right. <laughs> all right I've, I've had enough had enough of this <laughs> all right i'll talk to all you right. yeah have a good one man. all right until next time right, bye. bye next week on sexy vampire teeth podcast talk about that yeah. Nin- 90 late 90s early 2000s heartthrob uh, team beats devin sawa and man, if anything, I mean, let's just say it. final destinations devin sawa final destinations devin sawa and uh a Blockbuster Entertainment Award nominee, Devin Sawa. <laughs> uh, not winner, unfortunately. Not, sorry, Devin. Um, but uh, if anything makes me feel fucking so old, it's seeing dad Devin Sawa in, like, dad sweaters and just... Oh, God, I know. Hey, guys, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, 
and Apple iTunes. Also, you can follow us on social media. We have Twitter, and that's at Sexy Vamp Teeth. We also have Instagram at the Sexy Vampire Teeth Podcast. And if you want to follow Justin, all you that's need to me. do... Oh, you're still on the phone? Uh, I very rarely ever hang up. Tell the people where they could follow you, Justin. Well, if you want to follow me on Facebook, you can find me as Justin Tong. If you want to follow me on Instagram, you can find me jtong81. And if you want to follow me on Slasher, the horror-based social media site, you can find me at Sexy Vampire Teeth Pod. And if you want to follow me on social media, you can't. I'm off the stuff. So if you guys want updates on the show, please follow us on our social media sites. And make sure to tune in every Monday night for a new episode. Thanks for listening, guys, and good night. So long, everybody. You've been listening to the Sexy Vampire Teeth Podcast. Thank you.